This is Small Cap Stocks Today, your best source for information on small cap stocks coast to coast with your host, Dave Donlin. Now, from the Stock Investor Daily Studios, here is Dave Donlin. And thank you once again for joining us for another edition of Small Cap Stocks Today. Today, we have a very special guest joining us. He is a best-selling author, very well-known gentleman, uh, author of the book, co-author of the book, Trumponomics, Inside the America First Plan to Get Our Economy Back on Track. Stephen Moore is the author, along with Arthur Laffer, the publisher is All Points Books. The uh, book is out in stores uh, right now. Stephen Moore and Arthur B. Laffer are the economists behind the job creation platform that brought Trump to victory. Stephen Moore is a former member of the Wall Street Journal's editorial board and the Distinguished Visiting Fellow for the Heritage Foundation's Project for Economic Growth. If you're familiar with Arthur B. Laffer, you know him as the father of supply-side economics. Uh, he was also a member of Reagan's Economic Policy Advisory Board. Moore and Laffer are co-authors of this particular book. Again, the name of the book is Trumponomics. So with us today is Stephen Moore. Stephen's going to be joining us in just a moment. If you uh, don't know about Stephen, Stephen is a strategic partner for the economic advisory practice at 32 Advisors and a senior economic analyst at CNN. During the 2016 presidential campaign, Moore served as a senior economic advisor to Donald Trump, where he focused on tax reform, regulatory reform, and energy policy. With more than 30 years of experience as an economist and as a leading thinker on the impact of government's impact on business, Moore has written extensively on the economy and public policy for the Wall Street Journal, and he happens to be a distinguished visiting fellow for the Project for Economic Growth at the Heritage Foundation. Again, the name of the book is Trump Economics, and our special guest today is Stephen Moore. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about the book. Obviously, it's been out for maybe about, uh, what, two or three months now. Uh, it's, it's talking specifically about the plan, as the book title says, talking about Trump's plan, the economic plan. Obviously, the numbers are, are really off the charts when you look at them. I, I just saw something the other day saying 16 straight months of creating more than 100,000 jobs, and, and the, the statistics go on and on and on. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what the book is all about for people that aren't familiar with it. Well, it's about how Donald Trump did it. How did he? How did he revive this economy that had been so flat for almost 20 years? And you know, we had very slow growth, and most economists were saying we can't possibly grow the economy any faster than it's growing. And there was this kind of malaise that had taken over the economy. And you know, uh, I was privileged to work as a senior economic advisor to Donald Trump with my friend uh, Larry Kudlow, who's now the chief economist with with Trump. And we helped lay out a, a, a very pro-growth program for Trump. And, you know, it's on lower taxes, less regulation, promoting American energy and getting government off the back of our businesses. And it's, you know, and some new trade deals that could be uh, more beneficial to the United States. And uh, it's been a, an incredible record. I mean, you mentioned some of those statistics. My favorite is that, uh, you know, we now have, you know, 3% plus growth for the first time in 15 years. And that means that in under Obama in eight years, he never got us to this. And Obama, uh, uh, Trump has done it in the second year. And that's because the, uh, you know, the economy is really firing on all cylinders. Yeah, really interesting. And, and, and part of the book, you actually, you're talking about Obama, you actually compare Obamanomics, if you want to call it that, to Trumponomics. Mm -hmm. and, and tell us a little bit about those comparisons. How do they all kind of shake out in your view? 
Well, this is really important because, you know, the left is already rewriting the history of the Obama years as if they were some kind of economic salvation. And of course, you know, we had the weakest recovery from a recession since the Great Depression. It was a really, really uh, shallow recession. And by the way, you know, I used to travel with Trump to Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, a lot of those Midwestern states. And, you know, you ask people, how's that Obama recovery going for you? And they'd say, there's no recovery here at all. What recovery are you talking about? So whole parts of the country never really felt it. And those were the states that Trump won. And so, um, you know, Obama did the best he could, but it didn't work. And Trump came in with a set of very opposite policies oriented towards putting American businesses and American workers first. And, you know, I saw the president a week or two ago at the White House, and I just said, you know, Mr. President, these policies are working better than we when we thought when we drafted them and we thought they would. And, and he just smiled. He said, you ain't seen nothing yet. So I, I'm really optimistic about the future as well. Yeah, that's that's a great comment. And that kind of leads me to the next question. What's your take on it, Stephen? You think the growth is sustainable? Yeah, I do. I mean, there's certainly some clouds on the horizon now that uh, some are in Trump's control, but some aren't. You know, we are seeing a slowdown in other countries. You know, Europe, China's down a lot. Uh, the Asian countries aren't growing as fast. So it's hard. that means, you know, the United States has to carry, you know, the rest of the world economy on our shoulder a bit. And that that makes it hard to sustain this high growth. And then the second problem has been the Fed. The Federal Reserve uh, Bank has been really trying to retard the growth. And, you know, we've got this booming economy and, and the, the Fed, as we saw in December, really tried to wreck things. And thank goodness they're back on the right path now. And the third factor, of course, is this trade deal with China, because this is enormously important for the U.S. economy. It's important for China. We got to get this done. China's going to have to make some real concessions. I, I'm a free trade guy, but China is completely out of control. They are a, a, we're in an abusive trade relationship with the Chinese. And so if China comes forward in the next 30 days with some real concessions, by the way, those would also be in China's own economic interest. You know, and we get that deal done. You know, you're going to see the Dow go to 30,000. You're going to see a, a massive uh, increase in in, uh, in the stock market and also in, in growth and jobs. So a lot is a lot is riding on this uh, on this China trade deal getting done, because if it doesn't get done, Trump will. Uh, will hit them with a 25% tariff, and that will do severe damage to the Chinese economy. It won't do us too much good either. Yeah, I heard you say, uh, you made a, I heard you listen to you make a comment about how China's really tied to the Trump presidency, and, and, and he's really, you know, counting on this to, you know, work out, and obviously in his favor. Obviously, I, I agree with you, and I think the wall is kind of tied in along with the China thing as far yeah. as the Trump presidency goes, so to speak. Is, is it going to be, you know, labeled a, a success or not? What do you think about China, though, as far as the, the economy goes over there? I mean, Xi is, uh, it looks like he's got his hands full, whether they're manipulating their currency or dealing with housing problems or whatever it is. What's, what's your take on that? Well, China is a complicated country because, you know, from the late 1970s through, you know, about 10 years ago, China was really marching towards more economic freedom, more political freedom. Uh, and, and as they did that, they got richer. You know, the story of China over the last 25 or 30 years is one of the great miracles of, of you know, economic history, how rapidly they grew when they moved away from communism, socialism towards more free markets. But the problem has been in the last, you know, six or seven or eight years, they've moved in the opposite direction. It's been like a U-turn. And now mm -hmm. they are becoming more mercantilistic, more, you know, there's all sorts of human rights violations going on in China. There's no political freedom or freedom of speech. And at the same time, you know, they're engaged in, uh, you know, trade practices and uh, espionage against the United States that 
we can no longer regard China, in my opinion, I think Donald Trump shares this opinion, uh, we can no longer regard them as a friend and an ally, but as an enemy and an adversary. And they've been acting that way. And so we have to be very tough with China. And I, I applaud that Trump is standing toe to toe with China. And he's saying, you know, we're, we're going to we're not going to allow these practices to continue. And he understands that we have leverage over China. China needs access to America's consumer market or they can't grow. So those are huge stakes. But I would say I'm going to put the odds at, you know, two, two out of three that Trump is going to get a deal with China that we can all live with. And it'll be a first step. It won't be the last step. It'll be the first step to a better relationship. Yeah, again, we're here with the author, uh, Stephen Moore. We cannot forget about Arthur, right? Arthur Laffer also did the book Trumponomics, and anybody that knows anything about economists are very familiar with Arthur and, uh, and the Reagan economic plan that he was a big part of. So Trumponomics is the name of the book. Stephen, um, as far as the book goes, putting it together, uh, what was the impetus to, to, to put it together? You wanted to kind of explain how this all kind of rolled out and the numbers that we're getting right now. Is that what it was? What was the main motivation for from putting the book together? Well, you know, I had the privilege of working firsthand with Donald Trump and his economics team, and we were a key part of that. And I wanted to write the history of what happened. You know, the, I, I hope, you know, 50 and 100 years from now, people, when people are trying to figure out, you know, how did Trump co come across these ideas? How did he put it in action? You know, it's a firsthand account. It's not really an economics book as much as a history book of of how it all came about. We talk a lot about our experiences with Donald Trump. And I, I talk about how I didn't like Donald Trump very much before I met him. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I had a negative opinion of him. And then when I met him for the first time, I just thought I fell in love with the guy. I thought he, he's so, uh, you know, so uh, generous and very uh, attentive and, you know, very kind. He's always been so good to me personally, and he's got the right set of ideas. I don't agree with everything. And I like the fact that you can argue with Donald Trump. You know, you can sit down at the table and we duke it out a few times on things. And, you know, uh, he, of course, the president, so he'd make the final decision. But, you know, that's good. You don't want your, your uh, you know, White House surrounded by yes men. You want people who will challenge your assumptions. And, uh, you know, and, and, and this is really an amazing turnaround for the economy that nobody thought was possible. I mean, when I debated these liberal economists from Harvard, Yale, and Princeton, and all these, you know, academics, they, oh, it's impossible. Trump's plan will never work. Well, you know, the proof of the pudding is in the eating, and it's pretty good eating because this is the strongest labor market we've had in 50 years. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm very familiar with you and your work. You're very well known in, in your sector and, and really across all borders these days. Thank you. Um, we've seen you on Fox. You're now taking the, I don't know if you want to call it slings and arrows on CNN. Um, but the bottom line is when it comes down, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, you're really agnostic when it comes to getting the message out. Whether it's CNN, MSNBC, I see that you're, uh, you're working now with Austin Goolsby, over 32 advisors. It, it, yeah. what, what's the motive? Again, you, you put the book together more of a historical perspective, but getting your message out, you know, reducing regulation, promoting small business, is that really what it's all about for you? It's about prosperity. How do you create li rising living standards and make people, uh, you know, better off financially and uh, more financially secure? And it's not the thing is, it's not complicated. Economics is not complicated. It's just the PhDs at Harvard, Princeton, Harvard and Yale that make it complicated. Uh, and, and, you know, so we laid out a very simple formula for Trump. He look, he got it. He knew what he wanted to do. He's the driver of this. Uh, we just put some meat on the bones and put the plan together for him. And, you know, he drove the message. Uh, you know, I, 
I just think that this was a sea change for America. They realized we needed somebody who knew how to do things. And, you know, when he talked about draining the swamp, I love that message. I mean, Washington has been getting rich at the cost of the rest of us for years and years and years. And, you know, finally, Americans caught up with the scam. And, and so, uh, you know, it's all it's all good. I mean, I think that we're, you asked me if I think that this, uh, you know, rally can continue. And the answer is, yeah, I think it will. I I really think if he gets that trade deal done, we're going to see a great economy for the next three or four years. Uh, and I think Trump will skate to reelection if he has a strong economy. I think he'll win 40 state landslide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with you. I think that's a lot of that's all tied together, like you said. Uh, just two real quick questions for By you, way, Steve. Just one sure. Thing. I mean, now, the worry that I have is, I don't know about you, but have you been listening to the, what the Democrats are saying and what, they, you know, some of the leading Democrats, the ones who are running for president? I mean, it's a very economically backward message of let's raise taxes to 50, 60, 70 percent. Let's, you know, force people into a government-run health care system. Let's give, um, you know, let's, uh, let's have a national health system. Let's, uh, they're talking about, um, you know, for shutting down our oil and gas and coal industries in America. I mean, th- these are very frightening messages that are coming across from the Democrats, and it's all the more reason. I mean, this is going to be the 2020 election. You're going to have real stark choices between whether Americans want a free enterprise system or they want a system where government is, is controlling the vast majority of the economy. Yeah, and, and obviously you were a principal architect on the tax cuts, and you're, you're seeing that going reverse right now as far as the dialogue goes. You're talking about a 70% increase in, in income tax, I guess it is, not the corporate tax, but um, that probably is right around the corner, right? And then you're talking, some of them are even saying 90% tax uh, that you're talking about as well. We've just got done and, and continuing to see what's happening in Venezuela. You know, it, it just seems like uh, when you look at the numbers, and I saw some crazy statistic the other day, and, and, and I could be wrong about this, but it's something like you take the top 500 billionaires, comes up to something like $2.8 trillion, and it's all gone through the economy in like two years or three years. I, I don't really understand where that comes from as far as that, that particular concept of let's have the government take care of everything. Let's, let's pay for college tuition. There's a lot of greed and envy out there on the left. Instead of trying to produce wealth, they want to redistribute it. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that is not a very good formula. I mean, we want, look, you and I and, uh, you know, we all want uh, a rising tide that lifts all boats, that makes everyone better off. And, you know, that's what free market capitalism is about, you know, is, you know, you can make everybody richer. And if, if people want to take the opportunities, I would say, you know, if, if there's so many problems in the country, why is it the, all these immigrants want to come here? You know, because they know sure. this is a great land of opportunity. I want an economic system that allows anyone, who, regardless of who your parents are or where you grew up, can can make it big and can, can succeed in this country. That's the whole American dream. That's the whole American ideal. And to get there, you don't, you don't want more government involvement, you want more freedom. You know, I always t- tell young people, why are you so attracted to these ideas of giving up your freedom? I mean, the whole quest in human history is to get freedom, not to give it away. Yeah, our, our guest today is, is Stephen Moore. Again, the name of the book is Trumponomics, Inside the America First Plan to Get Our Economy Back on Track. As Stephen's saying, it's more of a historical perspective. You're kind of scratching your head saying, how do we get here with these crazy numbers and the, the economy's on fire? Go get the book and find out more. Stephen, last question for you. Yeah. You talked about the Fed, and I'm fascinated with the Fed these days, um, with, with Powell in there. Uh, and you said, you know, they, they went in a wrong direction at the end of the year. 
any kind of uh, take on what is going on with the Fed, what might happen to the Fed? Are you one of these believers they should eliminate the Fed? Uh, what's, what's kind of your viewpoint on the whole situation regarding the Fed? Well, the Fed is dominated by people you know, who believe that growth and prosperity and people working causes inflation. Uh, that is completely upside down, right? That, that's something we call the Phillips curve, and it's been discredited for 30 or 40 years, but economists still seem to buy it, especially the ones at the Fed. So as they saw the prosperity that was happening and the record number of Americans that are working and the huge reduction in the unemployment rate and the increase in the output, they thought, oh my gosh, this is gonna cause inflation. Now that's a stupid concept. We all know that when the economy produces more apples, the price of apples falls, they don't uh, rise. And so uh, the Fed started to raise interest rates at the very time the economy was really getting going. And Trump was right about this, that, you know, they were, you know, what's the old metaphor? They were taking the, uh, the punch bowl away from the party just when the party was getting going. And there was no inflation in the system. In fact, if anything, prices had been falling. And so it was a disaster. And we saw what happened in December it was the worst month for the stock market, the worst December since the 1930s. And Trump called him out on it. And as a result, the last month or so, the, the, if you notice, the Fed is, is retreating as quickly as they can. And that's why the market has rallied, the economy is back on its feet. So we ought to have a Fed that just follows a price rule that basically just holds commodity prices constant. And, and that's a good, you know, a good rule for the Fed. And it would be much better than these guys making up it as they go along. Yeah, you can get the book at uh, barnesandnobleamazon.com, your favorite bookstore. It's called Trumponomics. Our special guest today, just an honor, a pleasure to have you on here, Stephen. Stephen Moore, economist, thanks so much. Thank you, a pleasure to be with you. Join us again very soon for another edition of the Small Cap Stocks Today podcast, where we feature companies, authors, analysts, journalists, and other special guests talking about stocks on the NASDAQ and OTC stock exchanges. Till next time, have a great day. You have been listening to Small Cap Stocks Today your best source for information on small cap stocks coast to coast with your host, Dave Donlin. Join us again soon for another edition of Small Cap Stocks Today.